have X Halloween's. Let's do a little bit of a look back at this and ask some questions. Is Halloween something that the Christian should be involved in? Do the pure are all, all things pure, or are there some things that Christians shouldn't co-opt? Here's a plot twist that many of you may not have considered. Did Halloween co-opt a Christian holiday? Let's talk about that as we watch our culture stray further every day. Howdy, Jonathan Fiala here in the chair of philosophy and the chair of host today for further every day. Uh, got a full house today. To my right, I got Miss Nikki once again in the chair of theology. Good day. How are you? I'm doing well. And you? I'm good. I'm glad to have you there. Dealing with the reason why we believe what we believe. Yours truly is dealing with the rigor that the Christian must bring to the faith in the chair of philosophy. To my left, I've got Jason. How's it going? Fantastic. Glad to have you there in the chair culture. We're changing it up today. Yeah. Yeah. So You're going to rock that chair. With a bright red shirt, so I'm like the center of Man. attention. So, I mean, look at that. Is that like a power thing? For those yeah. on audio, yeah. Jason and his mother, which, by the way, they, you know, they are related. So that's going to be kind of fun today, talking about uh, childhood traditions, but we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> They're both wearing Hide red. behind the door. <laughs> and, no, and no, Jason no longer lives with his mother. You know, he's out of the house. But, There's no so, basements in Texas. <laughs> yeah, they're all flooded. Thank goodness. <laughs> moving to, <laughs> yes, thank you, Mr. Producer. Moving to the left in the chair of politics, we got the Steve Johnson. Yes. How's yes. it going, sir? Yes, going to be outside the box, politically incorrect. Look at that, man. I'm in front of the American flag. Amen. With my Jerusalem hat. Right so, on, right on. For those of and you on audio, he right looks on. very, very patriotic and very ready to support Israel, as you should be, too. Yes. Uh, support, so. support the people. You don't support everything that the government does, yep. but you support the people. I mean, right. I, I think that's a line that a Christian that's can true. draw. But to his left, we got uh, Mr. Charlie sitting in the chair of economics. Yes, a little different chair for me. Yeah, but lately you've been kind of rocking that chair. Yep. You know, saw yep. me in there for years, and then you're like, I'm going to take him out. I'm going to rock this chair for a while. <laughs> and he's doing a good job at that, dealing with the values that uh, we see in our lives and in the culture. So let's talk about Halloween. So first off, who in this room, by show of hands, celebrates Halloween on some level in yourselves or your family with your kids? By show of hands. Anyone in, in here? The only oh, thing. Why really? is your hand not up? I, oh, I don't. What do I, I don't. absolutely do. I do celebrate Halloween. Yeah. Well, I buy. I make sure I have candy. If somebody knocks on my door, no, no, I make no, no, sure no, no, I have candy no, no, no. for them. What? So, so John Arthur, this, <laughs> this is husband and wife podcast. This is going to be a blast. Oh, okay, but maybe John Arthur, you should clarify what you mean because okay. when she That's answers a question. that question, she's answering it from a perspective of costumes, so on and so forth. Yeah, okay. and if she's answering it from that perspective, she is right. If you're asking the question, do you participate in means of decorating, handing out candy, she better get her hand up. So Okay, so I do, uh, I decorate though with fall. I don't decorate Halloween, ghost, and goblin. Yeah. So what you're talking about is I do decorate fall decoration, but that's different than the Halloween where there are ghosts outside or goblins spiders yeah okay okay so uh, you know i actually so so i misread what was going on before we got on mike i thought we were going to have a a larger diversity of opinion on this oh you will we will but but 
but let's let's <laughs> let's get into it. I want to lay down the foundation. So, and, and I want to start this off and be very really, very careful here. Steve, go ahead. Yeah, um, I have to. When you were asking about that, I'd have to say that I would say my celebration way was coming up here to the church and you know having the fall festival the fall festival and you know kids showing up in various there wasn't ghosts and goblins so this is going to be very interesting because we're talking about halloween and what has the church done let's let's there you go. Let's, let's let's dig into this because this is an interesting debate first off i want to make some some clarification before before steve uh said he wanted to jump in there and i'm glad you did because that, that that's actually a, an important bit if you are a christian and your stance is if someone lets their kid go and trick-or-treat they're going to hell they're not saved stop Amen. Check your check your soteriology. That's a fancy word for saying your understanding of what salvation means. Yep, Stop. Right. I would agree. Because the thief on the cross did not have a good understanding of theology, and he was there with Christ in paradise. Stop. Don't make non-essential issues essential. I think it's important. It's something mm-hmm. we should all we should all talk about. Yeah. But on the inverse, if you are a Christian. And you were dressing in the slutty nurse outfit and pouring oh. guts all yourself in front of your neighbors. I uh, need to leave. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is that a male nurse or a female yes. nurse? <laughs> okay. I'd say he's got a... Non-binary. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, with that said... <laughs> If you are doing that, we have something for you, too. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll be addressing both sides of that. But for now, I want to get into the, the origins of all of this. And Mr. Producer, if you could pull up the first clip. Um, and wh- where this all comes from is uh, Sawin. It's actually a blog post. Yeah, you're going to have to do the, uh, the full-sized Firefox capture button. So just scroll down. Yep. Now... Go ahead and throw that up there and, and we're, we're going to go through this together and with you on if you're online you'll be able to see it if you are not online you will be able to hear me read this off so uh with that said Sawin, and, and it, it's pronounced it's written sorry sam wayne but it's Sawin is the pronunciation is often considered one of the origins however However, it is not definitively the origin, and we'll get to why that is in just a moment. But uh, this article lays out some of the different... Let's scroll down. Carving jack-o'-lanterns, okay? That was something that was a common uh, uh, trope of that. Wearing scary costumes uh, and moving through the night like the spirits that were supposedly haunting the Gaelic countryside this is a this is a uh, uh uk um sort of thing and pope gregory moved all saints day Samhain, and that's where some connection occurred, but not that simple and we're going to watch a video we're going to watch almost the entire thing of inspiring philosophies video in a little bit but just kind of scroll down with me mr producer a little bit uh some of the things that were yeah some of the things that were there were carving jack-o'-lanterns seeing ghosts, 
So for those of you on YouTube and Rumble, you can see seeing ghosts because there was a uh, a softer boundary between the two worlds, the physical and the metaphysical world, and the belief of the the occult here. So keep going down. They would wear scary costumes uh, to avoid being terrorized by the evil spirits because they were of that evil spirit. Therefore, they wouldn't be terrorized by them so that alignment with the evil spirits is something that i think is important to note and then keep going down trick-or-treating is maybe from Samhain, and and i actually don't agree with this article on this and inspiring philosophy does a really good job tackling this uh, so we'll, we'll definitely watch uh, along with them on that but um some there's some there, there there's a theory that suggests that during Samhain, Celtic people would leave out food to appease the spirits. Another theory is that they would go people would go about doing something called souling, okay? And uh, during the Middle Ages, generally poor and adults, uh, poor children and adults would collect uh, food and money from local homes and returns for prayers for the dead on All Souls Day or All Saints Day on November first. There's a problem with that connection, though, which, again, inspiring philosophy we'll get to. A third theory is that the modern American trick-or-treating stems from uh, bell snickling, a German-American Christmas tradition where children would dress in costume, then call their neighbors to see if the adults could guess the identities uh, of the disguised. So that's maybe a little bit closer. Um, go ahead and scroll on down. Black cats and witches are all part mm. of that. So thank you, Mr. Producer. Now, this is one of several things. So, Mr. Producer, if you can pull up the next one for me. You can pull up the next one where we have uh, uh next clip. Yes, sir. If you pull up the next clip. Now, one of the questions here. Say a little bit louder. What? <coughs> yes, Halloween's not pagan. Pull it up. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, go ahead and roll it. Many believe Halloween Inspiring is a Christianized version of an ancient Celtic pagan festival called Samhain. But there are problems with this theory. First, there are no ancient texts which say Samhain was a celebration to honor the dead or that pagan religious ceremonies were held on this day. As scholar Ronald Hutton notes in his study of ancient Britain, our best sources suggest Samhain was a celebration to mark the onset of winter, and they most likely believe supernatural encounters could happen. In regards to what though, we're not entirely sure. Also, despite the popular myth, we really don't know the date of Samhain. No early author, including Bede, mentioned the actual date of Samhain, Others argue Christians moved All Saints Day from May 13th to November 1st to Christianize Samhain. But historians tell a different story. The Carminia Nisabena of St. Ephraim says May 13th was originally a celebration for martyrs who died under pagan emperors. Later we hear that the Syrian churches started celebrating something like All Saints Day during the Pascha week. But Greek churches celebrated it the Sunday after Pentecost. All Roman way. churches seem to have turned May 13th into All Saints Day. And then later we find out that Germanic, French, and English churches picked November 1st as All Saints Day. Pope Gregory 
then seems to have set this as the official date for All Saints Day for the entire Roman Catholic Church. But there is not a shred of evidence this was because of Samhain. If anything, early on in Ireland, where the Celts had a strong influence, All Saints Day seems to have been on April 20th. Hutton says it had not, however, started in Ireland. Would the Philae of Oangus, or the Martyrology of Tallow, prove that the early medieval churches celebrated the Feast of All Saints upon 20 April? This makes nonsense of Fraser's notion that the November date was chosen because of Celtic influence. Rather, both Celtic Europe and Rome followed a Germanic idea. The origins of that idea are lost. It may be simply that some northern churchmen felt the need of a spectacular feast at the opening of winter, at a time when some form or merriment was badly needed. Pause. Okay, real quick. Uh, j- just for a moment, I want to get everyone's reaction to this. We've done studies on both Christmas and on the origins of Easter. Does anyone have deja vu mm. of how a pagan holiday will be attributed to a Christian one because of proximity? Yeah. And I've been guilty of this. I was raised this way. And I came back and started to ask questions. People asked me questions and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. So we're going to keep watching this. But if our viewers are still with us, some of them are probably upset because they're saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. Samhain, I've always known, I've always known that All Saints Day in Samhain was a celebration of the, the murder of saints and et cetera, et cetera. I started looking into this and I was like, wait a minute, it really isn't what a lot of mainline evangelicals have been saying. Mm-hmm. Now, hold your breath, hold your comments, we're going to keep going. And I think you're still going to maybe want to avoid Halloween. But go ahead. So the origin of the date seems to have come from Christian Europe, not paganism or the Celts. Also, the focus was originally on All Saints Day, which was on November 1st. There is no evidence of a celebration on All Hallows' Eve until many centuries later. This was a tradition that was centuries in the making. Later on, All Souls' Day was established on November 2nd to remember souls in purgatory. Since we had a day for all saints in heaven and souls in purgatory, folklore started to spring up about souls in hell feeling left out. Of course, the church never added another day to the celebration called All Damn Day. But on All Hallows' Eve, Irish peasants would ring bells or bang pots for those trapped in hell, so they wouldn't cause mischief on earth. But how did we go from that to our modern customs of trick-or-treating? Well, this wouldn't happen until cultures began to blend together in a new country called the United States. What the evidence suggests is French immigrants brought over customs of dressing up on All Souls' Day. Early on in France, this became popular after the outbreak of bubonic plague. Customs sprang up in France called the Danse Macabre, or Dance of Death, where Catholics would dress up on All Souls' Day to remind people of the dead and their own mortality. However, in Protestant-dominated America, All Souls' Day was not a big thing. So when French immigrants moved to America, this practice seems to have migrated to Halloween when they started intermarrying with the Irish. So it was a perfect match of the French Dance of Death and the Irish Night to Remember Souls in Hell. 
So historically, we can start to see how Halloween became the celebration of death and evil spirits that it is today. So, but as you can see, it was knew the French was behind this. <laughs> well, so, and I, I, I want to put a place marker. That was marker. meant to be funny. That was meant to be funny. Boy, sorry. Boy, New York shit. Ha! He needed the help there. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Producer. By the way, as always, Rai Rai, the producer guy, thank you. Uh, but, I, I, I want to put a... <laughs> Indeed. I want to put a pin in this. And I want y'all to think about this, just kind of going forward as as we keep going today, how the church, in a lack of holding each other accountable, I think that's a very important note. And I want to get everyone's reaction when we get done with this video. But just, I, I want to put a pin in that, and I want y'all to think about it. Keep going, Mr. Producer. You're sticking a long, long pin. Yeah. It's a short pin. A short pin. It was not from paganism, but from European traditions in Christian Europe, who were already celebrating dead souls on November 1st and 2nd. A third tradition from England was also mixed in, specifically Guy Fawkes Day on November 5th. Guy Fawkes was part of a Catholic plot that attempted to blow up Parliament. It failed and November 5th became Guy Fawkes Day. The night became a time to harass Catholics and demand beer and cakes from them, as well as a time to have bonfires, put on masks, and play pranks. British colonists in America brought these customs over as well. But as America moved past its colonial days, Guy Fawkes became less well known. But many of the customs remained and migrated to Halloween night, a night which other immigrants were celebrating death and evil. The mischievous customs associated with Guy Fawkes fit right in. So later on in the early 20th century, Halloween had become known by many as a night of mischief, where teens would run around, put on masks, play pranks, and damage property. It got so out of hand that in 1933, they called it the year of Black Halloween. In response, throughout the early 20th century, many business owners and newspapers began to morph Halloween to divert kids from causing damage in the cities. Halloween parties sprang up with many games we still have today. Costume contests also appeared and stores began selling costumes and Halloween decorations for the first time. Many businesses realized money could be made off of it, and we start to see all things spooky and evil being combined for marketing Halloween. Shortly after, in the late 1930s, the phrase trick-or-treat began to show up. The idea seems to have come from people bribing kids with treats in order for them not to cause damage or play any pranks on them on Halloween night. That's theory number Of course, four. candy companies realize the profits that could be made off of this, and thus, our modern traditions of Halloween were born in America, only about a hundred years ago. Halloween is truly a holiday that went from a day praying for the dead, to a night of dressing up for the dead and all things in hell, to a night to try to divert children from playing pranks. Halloween went from being the eve of a Christian holiday for the dead to a secular holiday celebrating the dead without any real trace of paganism. Now I know why many Christians are hesitant about celebrating Halloween, especially when you look at where it has come from. But many find perfectly innocent ways to celebrate it without allowing their kids or themselves to celebrate death and all things evil. There is nothing sinful with letting your kids dress up as superheroes or cartoon characters and letting them collect candy. Many churches hold trunk-or-treat events now as safe alternatives. So 
So as long as Christians are not using Halloween to celebrate death, there is nothing inherently sinful about it, and there is definitely nothing pagan going on. So put on a nice costume and go get some candy, but just remember, try to keep it kid-friendly. Thank you, Mr. Producer. That's good. So by the way, that's from Inspiring Philosophy. I, I, I actually have a more nuanced take than, than him on this, but I think that he has a he good... Like a lot of good stuff. I, 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 and by the way, I think that... the Link in the description below. Go watch the whole video and go subscribe to his channel if you're interested in some of the stuff. He's got some really well-thought-out arguments. He's a very intelligent person. I don't always agree with him, but he's got some very good, intelligent thoughts. Thoughts around the room. What, what struck you out of all of that? I think uh, the biggest thing is every agricultural society has a fall festival. I mean, it's not, I mean, you can go back, the, the Feast of the Harvest for the Jewish community, say fall festival, right? So I think there's a lot of the Halloween conspiracy comes from people who want to um, pretend they know something that you don't. Almost like a Gnostic sort of sort of yeah bent. it's the idea of of uh there's always those people who just want to just know something that can connect the dots well there's power in that well for them yeah 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 and you know those that sacrifice their kid their kids you know that were pagan all false gods Moloch for, for a better harvest, good crops, and all this kind. Of there are things that you know can be related to this. So, but yeah, like that's where correlation I, doesn't equal causation. I like I, I like the way that Mike Winger said it about Christmas trees. Which, by the way, Christmas trees, Martin Luther is actually what, what you know in, in the Germanic. They're the ones that started it. It's not connected to the Asher pole. We've talked about that. And again, we, we, we might do it again because every year, it, you know, you hear about how Christmas is pagan. Guys, it's the wrong date, but it's not pagan the way that you say it is. Uh, Santa Claus might be getting a little bit pagan, depending upon how you celebrate Santa Claus, okay? That might be. Depends on, uh, like, it, it does he replace Jesus? Maybe. But in this case, do Christmas trees, if an Asher pole was used, years ago, which is a carved totem pole, does that make trees right. evil today? If we have a fall festival, is that directly connected to Samhain? And that's a, that's a real question. And, and yeah. that's what I grew up knowing is Samhain is the origin. It's like, uh, I, I hope we made the Not necessarily, but here's my thing. And and I maybe I'm getting ahead, but the 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 eating not eating meat for a brother, mm. Mm. that that for me is something that I, I I think is important. And on that note, Mr. Producer, you can pull up the next clip, the one on uh, uh, the Day of the Dead, and let's just do the YouTube on this. So go ahead and play this clip, and I'm gonna have to read it. So make sure you turn the volume down. But go ahead. Go ahead and just roll it. And then turn the volume down on the YouTube video. There you go, bud. Okay, so we're going to read along with it. So, the tradition or originated in Mexico, and although it marked 
although it is marked throughout uh, uh, Latin America, Latin America, with each country celebrating different customs. We're seeing a parade here for those of you on audio. The Mexican custom combines an indigenous Aztec ritual with Catholicism. This is from Nat Geo, by the way, if you're wondering. Link in the description. Brought to the region by the Spanish conquistadors. You see, there we go. You're not the only one, Sticky. Uh, Dia de los Muertos is a celebration of the lives of the deceased. Uh, in addition to celebrating with food, drinks, and activities, the dead enjoyed in life. It's a long transition there. Families clean and decorate grave sites of loved ones on Dia de los Muertos. The dead are also remembered with ofrendas, small personal altars uh, honoring their names. Popular symbols of Dia de los Muertos are calacas and calaveras, skeletons and skulls. They uh, appear in candied sweets as parade masks, as dolls during the holiday. Actually, we will do the, the, the other one after this. Uh, calacas and calaveras are often portrayed in fancy clothes and entertaining situations. We're actually going to talk about the primary lady. That's going to be the next... Uh, on Dia de los Puertos, it is thought that the dead awaken from their eternal sleep. Notice that, that combination with the, with the Celtic. Celebrate with their loved ones how there's this, this delineation between the real world and the, uh, the, the physical world mm -hmm. and the metaphysical. Thank you, Mr. Producer. Actually, if you could go ahead and just switch to the tab on, uh, on the, uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, you're going to have to go to the full size. Show us the whole screen. And uh, reject the cookies. Reject the cookies. Always reject the cookies, kids. Okay, go ahead and pull that up. Yeah. Now, Unless they're chocolate chip. Yeah, that's what I was fixing to say. Well, yeah, chocolate, chocolate chip cookies chocolate are great, but internet tracking cookies uh, uh, bring oh. you problems. So, La Catrina, and this is the demon, the Aztec demon. Let's go scroll down so they can see the image, Mr. Producer. So, this is the Aztec demon of the dead to watch over the spirits and the souls of those who are in the other world. I don't want that watching over me. And Sorry. she's the, the Dame of the Dead. La Catrina was not Latin America's first grand lady of the afterlife. This honor belongs to, I'm not going to try to pronounce that Aztec word. Uh, yeah, the Queen of the Aztec Underworld. Uh, and again, I'm not going to try to pronounce that word of the uh, city or region. Uh, her role was to watch over the bones of the dead. Her presence was front and center during any recognition of those who had passed on. And where the, had the souls passed to? The belief was uh, among the Mesoamericans was the dead make a journey that descends nine levels in the depths of, again, uh, hell or purgatory. Uh, but difficult to pronounce that, pronounce that word. The ancients' view of death was not a mournful one. They saw it as part of the cycle of life and celebrated uh, the departed by leaving offerings and makeshift offers and ofrendas that would assist them on their way. Uh, thank you, Mr. Producer. Let me ask you guys a question. I said, if it offends my brother. And the word offends doesn't mean that's offensive. It means causes someone to stumble. Mm -hmm. If me eating meat sacrificed to idols causes a brother to sin, I will not eat meat that is sacrificed to idols. That's what that passage means. Does that mean when you're with a brother, or does that mean that? That's when a good question. With, when you're with that brother. That is a good question. And so that's, no. that's, that's my take. That where I 
the, gonna eat me. <laughs> just, I'm I'll make sure you're not there. And if it's not offered an idol, then I'm, you know. Yeah, but the, the, John Arthur's point is is pretty pretty strong there because are we are we building blocks or stumbling blocks? Yes. Well, that's if the key. If, so if I'm eating meat in front of a vegan, that's just too bad. So yeah, okay. Oh, oh, we're getting off. We're getting off the rails. You know no, we're, we're not going to go off track here. We're getting off the rails. L- let me say it this yeah, way. Well, it, no. it, 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 thank you, thank you, Mister. <laughs> I was going to make a vegan stumble. So <laughs> <laughs> let's <laughs> trip and you fall. Him. That's what you did. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. The, the, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mister Producer. We are going to focus here. Now, what what what, what I'm saying is, imagine. Imagine you have someone coming up from Mexico, and they or or from Mesoamerica. They come up here to the states, and they see you as a Christian, dressed up as a ghoul with the blood splurting in your mask, and you've got the crime scene in your front lawn, and they see all the skulls out there. Hello, and they say, "Hey, I was raised with this respect for the souls that come in, and now I'm realizing that that's paganistic." But you're. Or you're just making light of it. It's so it's one or the other. It's either yeah. you've made light of it, or it's you. You say that you believe in God, but I have given up my tradition that I take. I took seriously, and you're not willing to get that, rid of. You know, I think you're you're asking a question, and I think you there, there is not a clear answer. And let me explain to you why. Because in our church here. We, uh, at one point, had drums for part of our worship. And an older woman, I was out, I'm a greeter, I'm out in the front, and she came out and she was just horrified. She goes, I just can't believe there's drums here. I feel like I'm in a, a bar or something. And she left. Okay, well. That's a little overwrought. That's what I'm talking about. We have to be careful because should we take drums out of the church because this woman was offended? Can I make a biblical stand on having drums in a service? Yes. 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 And, 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 and I think that's the difference. So, We're not talking about not offending somebody because I can't um, stand on it theologically. Correct. That's, so I, 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 I think what Miss Nikki is, 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 is getting close to, though, and she, she's, she's right, where is the line? And how do you, as a Christian, carve up that line? Because drums, for example, you, you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. Jesus worshipped two drums. Get over it. You know how I know that? Because what was David? Was a chief musician, and what did they have? Percussion. Percussion. Okay. And what what is still to this day central to Jewish worship? Drums and cymbals. Okay. It is just as much as the harp, and as everything else. Amen. It's in moderation. Now, well, some of you may not think what they do is in moderation, but that again, that sure. you know, that's that that's different strokes for different folks. Thing where where we come down to is. Are we, as Christians, stumbling blocks or building blocks? And I think that this is an important line. So I have participated in trunk or treats, okay? I've gotten dressed up like Iron Man. Kids love it. Because I, I, I have, a, okay, so Mr. Producer was, was a youth when I did this. 
uh, uh, in, in the church where he and I both go. But um, I, I did a, a partial Mark 42 so I, like my face could be seen. I had like the glove and the leg, and I'm like, it's coming any minute now. Any minute now, the rest of it's coming, you know, like from the movie. Look, I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I really don't. So I guess the question comes, are we emulating something that is good or something that is evil? If I could, I, I would like to address that question. Going back to Steve, though, uh, can Steve support... Won't let Eden? that one go. No, no. Look, here's the thing. Could Steve support that theologically to be able to eat meat? Yes. Yes, he can. Yes. Meat was given to us as an example. So the one Correct. that was quote-unquote offended, the vegan... Run. You, you so, need that on the soundboard, Mr. Producer. Yeah. We need a Trump rug. <laughs> <laughs> and what, at the what? time, what scripture he, did he Paul it. have to back up? I mean, what, what I'm trying to say is today we have scripture that we can go back and we can see and we can study. And so we have a greater um, foundation to say, I, I'm allowed to eat meat. Go back and you share that. that During the right. time of Paul, did they really have that? Because... A lot of them were coming out of a Jewish culture, getting saved, but still really honed in on Jewish culture. I, 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 I think you make a strong point that, that, that Paul yeah. had to clarify that. Yeah. I think you do. Yeah. The well, eating the meats was a stumbling block to the Gentiles who were using the meat as worship, their old pagan god. So it was more of the Jews saying, yes. oh yeah, you can, you can eat meat, you just can't eat that meat. Yeah. Kind of thing, well, right? was, yeah. Uh, well, you know, it was like, um, you know, those that were, you know, the, the guys that were thrown into the fire, you know, they weren't going to eat the meat and they ate vegan because their meat was sacrificed to, sacrificed idols. to yeah. idols. So, so they refused to eat that meat. So they ate vegan. In their, in their particular case, they were making a stand. So... I think Ms. Nikki is very correct that we have to sort of watch this. And I want to dig into the theological chair here. I want to ask you. No, I want to answer that question that you had a moment ago. I think this issue of Halloween is where we're playing on the devil's playground. I, I, I agree. And let's finish and, and let's build that. I want to lay out some scripture real quick. Okay. I want to lay out some scripture. She, she and I want to disagree on this stuff. So this. It's going to be an interesting podcast. <laughs> so, for those of you on audio, thank you for being on audio. And again, over 200,000 downloads on audio. Thank you. Thank you. Like, thank comment, you. share, subscribe, thank all you. that good stuff. Share it, please. Please share this podcast. Everywhere. It encourages us. We do not make money on this podcast currently, and I don't, I don't suspect we will. Uh, but uh, it encourages us to see the numbers. So thank you for sharing. Uh, but you didn't see the look that she just gave Mr. Palmer, which was really, really quite funny. Uh, anyway, so thank you for being on there, but you didn't get to see the look. Uh, all that's to say. So what did God say about adopting the celebrations of pagan gods? And I, I want you, if you could, Miss Nikki, to read Deuteronomy 12, 29-32. When the Lord your God cuts off before you the nations whom you go down to dispossess, and you dispossess them and dwell in their land, take care that you be not ensnared to follow them. Oh, after again. <laughs> yes, dear. Yeah. After they have been destroyed before you, and that you do not inquire about their gods. 
saying, How did these nations serve their gods? That I also may do the same. You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. For every abominable thing that the Lord hates, they have done for their gods. For they even burn their sons and their daughters in the fire to their gods. Everything that I command you, you shall be careful to do. You shall now not add it, add to it or take from it. Okay. So pause, everyone. Pause, everyone. It mute. Pause over there. Call. Mute. He just put pause. you on mute. He just put you on mute. He just put you on mute. Just pause. Okay. I want the I want I want the Thunderdome to resume in just a moment. Okay. But uh, Romans fourteen one through five, Miss Nikki, if you could go ahead and get that for us, please. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains. Not let the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats. For God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than another while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own. Okay. Un- unpause. Let the Thunderdome, you know, rumble here. I want to get everyone's thoughts on that, because where, between the two of these, where does Halloween line? And, 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 and I'm going to say something real quick, and then I want to open it up. You have a tradition of Samhain, of the French Day of the Dead, you have. Uh, I I don't think the Hispanic Day of the Dead is played much. It, it's kind of a little bit, but not a whole lot into Halloween. And you got to remember that Halloween, actually, Hallow's Eve, was actually the corruption of a church holiday celebrating those who had been martyred for Christ. So. I want us to kind of lay and walk that out. What is Halloween? Where did it come from? And what is it now? Can we divorce what it came from from what it is now? And it's okay to have a diversity of opinion on it. Well, first off, Charlie and I have never celebrated Halloween as Halloween is. So we're both in the agreement on that. And clarify that just a little bit. I would say that the way that a majority of the world would celebrate. Right. However, I do not feel there's any issue wrong with the fall festival. My kids dressed up as Bible characters. We went to the church. There was candy involved. Jason can testify. Um, and, and we did that. So it's really the intention of the heart. What is your, if until today, I had no idea about what you're the dead and all this stuff. So all the years, even growing up in a non-Christian home, what was the intention of my heart? I didn't know any of that. I'm not celebrating the dead people. I'm not celebrating evil. But we're not guilt. We're not guiltless just because we don't understand something. I think far too often as Christians, we do things that, and say things that we have no idea what we're doing or saying. Well, God's I agree with I. I agree with you there. Yeah. But so, God also looks at the intent of the heart. When we just read Deuteronomy, don't go into those lands. And look into how they worship their gods. I'm your God. And what were they doing? They would go in there and they say, you know what? What can I get out of this God? And they would forsake their God to get something 
from this other god. They thought, well, maybe, you know, he's better. Let, let's make, let me give him a try. Well, look at the... If you think about that, this, this is where the danger of this is. I, I said a moment ago that this, this to me is, is playing on the devil's playground. And I think I'm really right here. And the reason I say that is because what has it turned to? What has it become? How is the church different? Does the world see the church and the quote-unquote fall festivals the same way as what they're saying for Halloween? I think they do. The only ones that see it different are Christians. The world doesn't see anything different. So in their mind, if the church is doing it, bingo, I can do it. And I'm not so sure that's a path that I want to live on. All right, Jason, I'm going to throw you to the wolves here. I want you to jump in here. (laughs) Yeah. No, I saw somebody brought up a really good point about the gay pride flag, rainbow. They said, we allowed a movement that's in rebellion to God to take over a promise of God. Rainbow is a promise of God. Yep. So we allowed a movement to do that. <clears throat> and we re- we retreated. Now, if you have a rainbow in your house, you're not thinking oh, promise of God. The promise of God. You're thinking. And the thing about that, I mean, this is like an outright rebellion toward God, right? Something that God gave us has been turned because we retreated. So, fall festivals have been celebrated for thousands of years. I mean, you had the as I said, you had the Jewish feast of the harvest. They weren't the first ones to do it. Does that mean that they copied all the lands around them to do the Feast of the Harvest? No. That's just when you had the food to celebrate, right? You're starving all year long. Finally, you had some food to celebrate. You're going to have a feast, right? <laughs> that's kind of how it works out. It happens in the fall time. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, um, no, I don't think you retreat. I think you have to make a distinction. I think a lot of churches are doing a good job with that with the fall festivals as far as having kids come to a safe environment. One of the biggest uh, fears that parents have in Halloween is it's not safe. He is his mother's child. Yeah. Yeah, his mother has been wrong before. <laughs> oh, snap! <laughs> the, but here's, in, in what Jason just said, There's, I, I think there's absolute validity to that. I, I go back to the same point, though. What has the church done to make themselves Different. different. They haven't. And I totally agree with Jason on the issue of we, we have retreated. And that, this kind of now goes into the question of, can we, quote unquote, retake that? Let me take ground back. And, yeah. And so and I, well, there's a, a lot, there's a lot of creative things that people are doing now. I mean, you have, like our church for a while has promoted um, what they call street parties or, or you know, where you, know, you go rent some uh, bounce houses or something like that and you invite your neighborhood your street uh, to come celebrate Halloween at your house. In the Just front remember. Yard. What does it go back to? What was the original intent of the Christian celebration? Just remember, darkness is not an affirmative force. In the, in the words of my friend yeah. Abraham Hamilton III, uh, I call him my friend. I had him on my show once. Uh, you know, he's very correct. He says, darkness, don't curse the... Is, so, so that's him, me. So I'm saying... Don't curse the darkness. Demand better from the light. Amen. 
demand better from the light. Christians and, need to stop cursing darkness, and we need to be brighter lights. All right, yeah, Steve, take your position. Yeah, <laughs> yes, my position is is that I think the church, when they elect to do these fall festivals, they need to elect to make sure they make a point to make it something that is completely different clean that exactly set apart it is not something that represents what halloween is What's completely to, yeah and, and so now, it, and they need to make sure that when you have these things that it's not about goblins and ghouls mm-hmm. and you know don't show up with you know that kind of of garb and so dress wait, steve you know steve are, are 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 you recommending church accountability? Do you? Yeah, I am. It's almost it's, like it's almost like that would have fixed the whole problem in the first place. Because there's a reason I chose that of all of the different video assets out there, I chose inspiring philosophies. Because and there's a reason I, I paused us there. I said, put a pin in it, Steve. What happened when the when the French came over and when the Irish came over? Yep. What did we not do? We didn't hold those people. That's exactly right. Didn't hold them accountable. And what happened? You know, you ended up with the decline of the church falling down and people caused the church to stumble. And not just stumble, but they fell on their face, man. So I want to go on the record. I I think what we should do the whole week leading up to quote-unquote Halloween, the church should relabel the holiday, and we should go ahead and pick one person, different person every year, one person for each day, a martyr that we are going to choose to remember. I can agree. Anybody say, um, maybe uh, uh, Peter? Can can somebody say Paul? Can somebody say Cassie Burnall? Or can somebody? You are you say, are you making know, an assumption. Charles? That everybody understands where the origins come from. I they do not. A, a delight. Bring it back. Thank you. The light Bring it back. needs to be turned on. And maybe before that time comes up, have in their Bible studies to, to have a, maybe a two to three week study prior to Halloween before their fall festival starts. And maybe the deacons need to bring this up in their deacon meetings and have a conversation about it, and then talk to their pastor about that, and get this thing going because it, you know, you got to get the elders to get started in this sort of thing and get these things mm-hmm. going, and have people in the church talk to their deacons and get these guys moving and start doing stuff like this. You're exactly right, Nikki. The thing is with that. If we aren't careful, we take that attitude and we run with it. You know what? This is something that I heard a while back, is that when the pagans started getting saved and they gave up their celebrations, they were thinking, why don't we have celebrations to the real God? We had all these celebrations to the false God. Why are we not having celebrations to the one and true only God? And when you look... Do you want the answer to that? We kicked out the Jewish... uh, God's... God's ordinances and God's celebrations because we said they're the Jewish feasts. They're not the Jewish feasts. It says it's God's feast. Yeah. But keep going. But you know, that is, that's the truth. God is about having feasts and celebrations. 
so big time. Uh, so we should not if you are a person that thinks that I'm not celebrating Christmas, I'm not celebrating Halloween, I'm not celebrating Thanksgiving because this this this, you've got it wrong. Because God celebrates a lot of things. And if your intent of your heart is a celebration that is not bound in anything sinful, then you're fine. Uh, so, yeah. oh. well, mm-hmm. so I, what, what I think she's uh, saying, yeah. let me, let me, let me. I keep add, looking at my son's face. <laughs> let me ask you, let me ask you, it, 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 are you saying that if there's a, a way to celebrate at that time of year, you should be celebrating? Because you look at you look at the feast of uh, uh, Sukkot, you look at Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the Feast of Trumpets. Guys, why don't we celebrate the Feast of Trumpets? That's when Christ. No one knows the day of the hour. We know the holiday. Yeah, it's the Feast of Trumpets. That's when Christ will come back. We know what the Day of Atonement is. That's going to be the beam in judgment. We know what that is. By the way, we know when Jesus will come back to rule for one thousand years. You know what that is? Sukkot, Emmanuel. God dwelling with us in the sukkah, in the tabernacle, in the in the dwelling place that is a lower dwelling place. Why don't we celebrate that? And by the way, guess what? It's two weeks or three weeks set apart from, oh wait, Halloween? Oh, it's almost like we could have been celebrating God with us instead yeah. of the demons with us. And, and and these feasts need to be brought up. We need to talk more about these things. Bring them up. Celebrate these feasts. Have them done through the church. I'm, uh, I, I, so so that's the thing. That's the thing. How did how did the pagans do it? One person at a time. How did they, how did we get trick or treat? One miscreant at a time. You know what's harder? Putting something godly in. It's going to take ten times the effort. That the world put into it. So I want to move to the chair of, uh, of philosophy here because we are coming up on time. Okay, I do want to start to move us down, and then we're going to do final statements and thoughts at the end. So I'm going to open this up to y'all because I'm sitting in this chair. Is there a difference between little children in princess and uh, Iron Man outfits versus ghouls and goblins? Is there a difference? Because I, I know that I'm, I'm sensing there is a little bit of consternation at that. Is there a difference on Halloween? It's an innocent outfits, outfits that are righteous, positive influences versus someone who's dressed up like Satan with blood splurting out of, out of the veins. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I try to live by this principle. If you're not sure, don't do it. I think and that's a guess, guess what? I wouldn't do it. Okay. Is Nikki? I would say, because I'm, I'm reflecting back on being raised in a non-Christian home. And I, I don't think that had any bad influence over me. However, I think that it could. And you are opening a door. Not every child is going to be enticed to go down that road more about go goblins and satan and witches and witchcraft not everybody it's just a one-time thing they shake it off and move on but could it be a door that opens up look more into it especially now when we have a lot of um movies and things that pertain to uh demonic and 
So yes. I think there's there uh, what Charlie said. If you're unsure, not do it. I, I would agree with him. So I I agree. And here's here's where I am on that. My children will not be celebrating. We we, we talked about this before uh, before we got on air. That my parents were like fanatical. They said Pokemon. No, it has a tie to the Japanese occult. Uh, there was an anime with a with a with a witch that was a postal worker. Uh, and I, was, and I wanted to watch that as a kid. My, my parents were like, absolutely not, because we don't want you to. It's like, look, you can watch that and not be scathed. That's possible. But what we don't want to do, we don't want you to be embroiled in something. And Harry Potter, John Arthur, is that pleasing to God? Mm-hmm. And, and and I responded no. I responded no. And they said, do you want, you said that you made a profession of faith to Jesus. Are you trying to be that soldier of Jesus? And I said, yes. What do you think you should do? And not watch it. Okay, we'll let you make that decision. Mm-hmm. It was a manipulated decision, but but it, they were trying to build. <laughs> they were trying to build a thought process. Absolutely. So my kids will not participate in that. I have participated in trunk retreats because I'm investing in some of these kids' lives. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always done so with a, with a little bit of reservation. So it, it's one of those things where again, it's a it's an issue of where are you? What are you trying to do? And are you being intentional? So I want to move over to to Jason here in the chair of culture. We've watched the culture around us subsume All Saints Day. In this one instance, in many instances. But we've watched it kind of subsume All Saints Day. Do you think that the culture was better off when we were celebrating All Saints Day? Or when we were celebrating Halloween? And why do you think we as Christians should be more aggressive about how we portray ourselves in the culture. Yeah. So I think, um, actually I was going to bring up this story first and I'm going to answer your question. You guys remember the story of Naaman and Elisha in the Bible. And so Naaman goes to Elisha to get healed of leprosy. He gets healed of leprosy and he comes back to Elisha and he says something really interesting. Says, I'm going to worship the one true God. However, when I go back to my homeland, mic on. There we go. When I go back to my homeland, I'm going to go into the temple with my king, serving his God. Just know that when I go into the temple serving his God, my heart's not in it. You know, Elisha doesn't rebuke him at all. Yep, it's true. So I think a lot of this does have to come down to where your heart is at. Um, now. Going to the point of being aggressive. Yeah, I think we, uh, you know, Christians have been playing defense for a long time. That's how we lost the rainbow, or how the rainbow's been taken. Not necessarily lost, it'll be taken back eventually. Right? So, the aggression has to be an action. It can't be an a abstinence of action. Right? So, if you're not, you can't be aggressive and not take action. You can be defensive and we're losing on the defense, right? Because if they're taking action, they're, they're taking ground. So, um, I think the, the original question you sent, and that was kind of what I was prepared to answer was, you know, how have we lost the cultural war on Halloween? I think that's kind of what you're getting at. And we lost the cultural war because we lost what the focus should have been the whole time, mm-hmm. which is life, yeah. ultimately the giver of life, which is ultimately... I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
which is Jesus, right? So when we have a holiday where everybody's celebrating death, the only action you can take to conflict that is to celebrate life. And the only life we really have is Christ. Well, I would say Amen. That that's true. But going back to the original purpose of the holiday to celebrate the martyrs, the lives the original of the purpose of the uh, rainbow the saints. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, what I'm saying, okay, so you also got to remember the Catholics are praying to the saints. I mean, this is a Catholic holiday. So are we advocating for praying to saints? No. Hmm. Celebration, so, so a, a celebration yeah. of the martyrs, though, is not a bad thing. No, it's as not. long as it's it, as long as it's something that is that is tempered with with godliness. Well, it goes right? back to naming, and, and it should right? be to famous. the one true God. I would yeah. much rather be defending myself about that issue than I would about celebrating about Freddy Krueger. Yeah. So, do we take a defense or an offensive stance? Always take an offensive. Is back on offense. We get back exactly. to what it was originally. Yeah. That's what I agree. It's we take it back life, and yeah. we do like we should, which is make it about the one true God and celebrate celebrate it like it should be celebrated. So which is about the one true God. That's a good segue into the chair of politics. Yes. And be, because we are nearing time here. Um and we, we got really off the rails, but in a really good way. I, I thought it was very, it was a very good conversation. We still have some clips to play. So I want to compare, I want to compare two different videos here, two different news stories. Okay. And I want to, yeah. I, w- I want to put this for you, Mr. Steve, in just a moment. Yes. Um, it seems like multiculturalism has had a negative effect and we've oh, taken gosh. on some of the paganistic practices of other cultures. Mm-hmm. Let's see how mm-hmm. the government has actually, reacted to the lack of aggressive posture of the church this is actually a, a news clipping from a um, uh, uh, local township i want to know if as we're watching this i want to know if they would be this inviting to jesus being pushed in the in the uh office place go ahead We're having Happy Halloween, and we created a haunted hall. Vindictin City Hall was dressed to its spookiest on Tuesday, while departments faced each other in competition for the best Halloween decorations and costumes. So if you come down to City (laughs) Hall and roam through our haunted hall, there may be some spooky treats for you along the way. Departments pick themes like the Haunted Hall, Under the Sea, and more, with every inch of their cubicles, desks, and office areas dressed up with creativity. Get together, a really good team building. We always have a good competition within City Hall to see who can do the best decorations, and it's just a really wonderful uh, thing to get together and do. Oh, I would say at least 80% of us like to get involved, and uh, it's just fun to celebrate Halloween all together. The winners won't be announced until later on Tuesday, but sure enough, City Hall... So... Contrast that with the next clip that Mr. Producer is going to pull up. I actually don't. I, here's the thing. I'm a quote unquote classically liberally minded individual for the most part. I really don't care. But remember that, that there's a spiritual undertone to all of that. Yep. Correct. Compare that yes. to the reactions like this from 2012. Pull this up. Right. A local village has a fight on its hands over a long-standing nativity scene. It's been set up on village property in St. Bernard every year for decades. But as Anjanette Levy shows us tonight, the village has been told it has to go. On the front lawn of the St. Bernard Village Hall, 
Baby Jesus is snug in his manger, surrounded by animals and the three wise men. And we had a, a big turnout Saturday night and got so many compliments on it. And people uh, wait for this time of year to come out and celebrate this tradition together. But the tradition is raising eyebrows this year. The village received this letter from the Wisconsin-based Freedom From Religion Foundation, saying the nativity scene violates the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment. It's not the government's place to be promoting any one religion over another, uh, and that's exactly what uh, an exclusively Christian nativity scene on government property does. Sam Grover says his organization received a complaint from the tri-state freethinkers. Grover says his group doesn't have a problem with the Christmas tree or the letters to Santa. Baby Jesus and the others are the issue. The uh, city is allowed to celebrate Christmas uh, as a secular holiday, uh, but they cannot celebrate the religious aspects of that holiday by having a nativity scene. But Mayor John Estep doesn't see the nativity scene as endorsing one religion over another. So for now, it's going to stay. I, I don't have any plans on calling our service department and say, take this down tonight, we're going to run, uh, we're doing something wrong. I'd like to research it more thoroughly and do what we can to preserve this tradition. So first, good on him. Thank you, Mr. Producer. First off, good on him. Uh, what I would say, and I want to pose this to you, Steve. I'm going to pose this to you. If people have been running around that office saying, God bless you, Jesus loves you, as opposed to, boo, you know, spooky wookums, whatever the heck they say, okay? They'd have been fired. They'd have been fired. Exactly. So, so when it comes to being aggressive on the cultural front, we have a, we have, a, we know that this is all, Mr. Producer's still laughing at spooky wookums. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, on the political front, we see that the other side, the, the side of darkness, the side of evil, uh, is actually okay. aggressively pursuing us, don't oh. we? Gosh, yes, So man. what should the Christian's response be to that? Uh, well, we need to be more aggressive. And, and I applaud this, this mayor, even though it's back in 2012, I applaud him for, for doing what he's doing and looking into it more and not taking it down at that point in time. Where was this, this mayor's town? What state was that in? I don't Do recollect. Know? They, they, they said, I, I think I, it, my gut tells me it was North Florida. I'm not sure. But okay. It here it is in North Florida. And here's an idiot. Pardon my language from Wisconsin intervening in a state that's all the way down into the south in Florida in their business. Come on. And it was what? not just a Christian. Ohio. It had secular. It had, the, it had Santa. It had other things. So it wasn't just focused on the one thing. Mr. Producer right. just fact-checked us, so those of you in the comment section can pause. It's Ohio. But all that to say, different state. From a different state, they're coming in. So into it, right into a different state, and pressing their views onto this town, and saying, "Hey, man, you can't do this." So here's where the classically liberal Christian fails. Remember, I just said I I I I lean towards that very open-minded, live and let live. Guess where that fails? When they're actively aggressing upon you and your children, yep. that's where you can't be a classical liberal and a Christian, not in maintain your civilization. And that's how we lost 
That's why we're on the defense, because we haven't been on the offense, and we haven't been about winning souls, and we haven't been about maintaining the sanctity of the church. We've allowed people to come in in our culture, and it has corrupted our, our theology and our philosophy, and we've allowed it to go. Now we're fighting on the political level. Right, and and it's like, you know, we had talked, like, like you had asked me about uh, the groups that came in earlier on and caused it and i said they caused the church to stumble and fall flat on their face well the church is still struggling to get back up and stand up and hasn't managed to do that because we don't have people that are getting out and fighting an offensive battle for the church now we do have some pastors they like the one that runs our church who's getting up and making a stance and preaching what he says and preaching the word straight out of the Bible like it should be doing and making a stance on these sort of things and trying to prompt people to get up and and do things instead of being lethargic and like, you know, and here we are right here, us, doing this podcast and trying to get out and reach people. Yeah. Well, and, and it starts in the workplace and in the home. You start in your own home. You start in your own workplace. Sure. But then also you vote. You go to the primaries. If you don't like Donald Trump, did you work in the primaries? Hello? Then sit down, shut up, and vote for someone who's going to get you some, some, some reaction. Well, or, or maybe you start to push for your church to be more politically active. If you don't like Donald Trump, Guess what you can do? Yeah, but just awesome. because you didn't work the primaries doesn't mean you don't have something to say about what goes on. No, I mean, yeah, but what I don't like is Christians who say, I'm going to stay at home and not vote at all. Yeah, for I the agree with that. I'll two. go with you there. I am so tired of people who don't. It's like if you don't get involved in that, if you don't have, it's like calm down. Like, I'm not talking about people who don't like Trump. I'm talking about people who refuse to vote. Uh, at yeah. all. I'll, 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 That's what I'm talking about. I'll or they stand with the, you on or that They one. vote for the pro-abort candidate. They, right. It, 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 if you're that person, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking about you if you're, if you're holding your nose and pulling the lever. I'm not talking to you. I'm saying if you refuse to vote at all and you refuse at, you know, vote in the primaries. If, if you're really upset about, about people like Trump being in office, Go and go, go and find a good candidate and support him. There's a lot of people like right. Larry, Larry Elder dropped out for a lack of support. Larry Elder right. would have been a great Christian yes. candidate. Yeah. Yes. And he dropped out. And so, he, by the way, do you know he, who he endorsed? Trump. Trump. Because, yeah, sure because, he knew, because he knew the Trump was the only one in the race that was a big one that's actually going to put evangelical plat, you know, things on there for whatever his reasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just putting that out there. Yep. Moving on to the chair of economics. This is something that a lot of us in, in here may not have heard today. A lot of us in here may not have heard, heard before today. But uh, go ahead and play that last clip, Mr. Producer. Go ahead and play that last clip. And uh, you may not realize this, but Halloween is a lot, a lot like Christmas in a way. It's a moneymaker. Throw it out there, Boy, sir. you're not kidding. 
Halloween, the second biggest retail holiday in the US, just behind Christmas, wields immense power over the economy. In 2021, Americans shattered records by spending over $10.1 billion on Halloween, and this year is expected to climb to a record $12.2 billion. Despite various recent economic hardships, the pandemic, inflation, supply shortages, and food price hikes, Halloween shoppers are certainly not spooked. People love this tradition so much that almost half of consumers start their Halloween shopping in September or earlier. And what's not to love? It's not every day you can walk out into the street dressed like this, this, or even this. Halloween is good for the economy. In fact, it's almost essential. The obvious one is the boost to the candy industry. It's their chance to cash in on an average of $32 per American. The costume industry, which benefits from an average of $37 per American. Small businesses like local shops and craft stores also get their chance to shine. Whether they're selling costumes, decorations, or themed merchandise, they can see revenue spikes of 30% or more during the Halloween season. Then there's the Halloween tourism. In cities like Salem, Massachusetts, Halloween tourism is massive. Salem attracts over 500,000 visitors during the Halloween season, contributing an estimated $100 million to the city's economy. Outside of Salem, Halloween-themed events, haunted houses, and festivals crop up. They draw in tourists and locals, generating revenue for the entertainment and hospitality sectors, and creating approximately 200,000 seasonal jobs. Beside tourism, Halloween is a catalyst for creativity. Entrepreneurs and artists eagerly embrace Halloween. It offers them the perfect opportunity to release and sell new designs with a spooky twist. On top of this, businesses invest heavily in marketing and advertising, and because everyone else is doing it, the battle for consumers' attention leads to an uptick in promotional efforts and drives companies to develop more engaging campaigns. Economics aside, Halloween fosters a strong sense of community. It encourages people to come together, strengthen. So that's it right there, because everyone else is doing it, regenerating. So I, I want to ask you this, and. Let's let's lay this out carefully. How has the culture's obsession, consumerism, become apparent with both Halloween and Christmas? Well, the the verse that comes to my mind: "For where your heart is, there will your treasure be also." And the heart is, in my mind, firmly affixed on these two things. Might I also add the consumerism in Christmas, to me, is is not wise. The whole purpose behind Christmas, the celebration of the birth of Jesus, the giving of gifts, to whom? Jesus. The wise men brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So I think we need to be very careful with what we do with the consumerism of Christmas too. But when you look in, in that video clip really showed it well, when you look at what money is being spent on, we're spending it on the candy, we're spending it on the costumes, we're spending it on the haunted houses, we're spending it on the, on the movies. Yeah. Um, we're spending it on all the different activities associated with it. And it starts right after Labor Day. Yep. That's when it starts. And it hits hot and heavy October 1. Because that's what people are really, quote unquote, looking for. And I'm not surprised by those numbers whatsoever. 
not surprised. And I think it greatly affects our culture. Why do they market so much? Because there is the potential of financial gain that is just unparalleled. Yeah, I'm going to say something to to that. Did you guys hear what the uh, Target vice chairman said this week? No, Mr. The greatest, I think it was the vice chairman. You have to fact check it, but the greatest threat to Target isn't vandalism. It's Christians. Yep. Yep. So that means that we actually make a difference. Yep. And Good. guess what you can do? You know, Good. Yeah. If, 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 you, if you've ever hung around black supremacists, and, and, and I, I have actually, um, they allowed they, you to do They that? talk about, yeah, it's kind of weird. Anyway, uh, obviously talking whitey. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this one group. Talk about the black diaspora and how much, how much purchasing power that they have. We as Christians have so much. And, and again, I want to reiterate what I said about Trump and what I said about Halloween. If you have an opinion that's negative about Halloween, if you have an opinion that's negative about Trump, go and do something about it. Right on. And you have a right to say that you don't like it, but we can whine and cry about Halloween all we want. Look, truth is, Donald Trump does a lot of stuff that's expedient for Donald Trump, and he's lived an interesting life. He's done a lot of bad things. Noted. I'm with you. Halloween. It's really easy for us to cry about the darkness. It's really hard to produce something that captures the minds and the hearts and the attentions of the world and diverts them from that. We need... So... We need to work harder at it. I'm not saying don't have an opinion about it. I'm saying... If you are so upset about your politics that you don't vote, you're doing it wrong. That's the context of that. Yep. In the context of this, if you are so upset about Halloween that you don't go and look, say, at the Jewish feast, it's something to replace it. Like, what should yep. we be doing? Then you're not doing it right. And I, I say that as nicely as I can. And, I, you know, since you reiterated your statement, I want to reiterate mine. Go for it. And then we got our the, the, final thoughts. The largest issue that parents have during Halloween is safety. And that's something that Christians can solve for them in a good, healthy manner. Um, and it doesn't have to be a celebration of death. It, you know, it's a celebration of life. So this, is a, this is season is actually a big opportunity because, as you said, we have so many reasons to celebrate. I mean, the whole point of a feast during the harvest is you have enough food to sustain life for another year. Through the winter right? time. Yeah, so yeah. Um, the opportunity in, in Halloween is to provide safety. When you provide safety, then you have a message you can share, right? Jesus always met a physical need before he met a spiritual need. Just remember, it's harder than holding one trunk or treat night. You have to take those parents Thank by you. the hand That's and walk right. with them. You have to, yeah. It has because to be you've intentional. taken responsibility. Because it's you've taken responsibility. Yep. You have to. You have. That's to walk how the with church them. grew. It was. It was neighborhood. It was house to house, neighborhood to neighborhood. Intentionality enhances point just a little bit. We have to be different. We have to be different. We, we have to be different. If we are going to go through the motions and look like the world, we have done nothing to help this situation uh, final thoughts from around the room and i want to get your final thoughts because i know that we're, we're we're up on time here i've been told that we were up on time so miss nikki final thoughts for the day well, i just think it, it you need to examine what your your heart why are you doing what you're doing and if you are comfortable 
with the Lord in that, that's, that's fine. Just need to examine what are your intentions. Do you look like the world? Do you act like the world? Or are you doing something that is different? And I will say, say that I think the fall festival that the churches have, the trunk or treat, is a, is a, I like it. And I'm going there to celebrate with my grandchildren. I have no issues with the fall festival. Uh, I will never celebrate Halloween mm-hmm. in the traditional building up your, your home to look like a like a graveyard or something like that. Uh, uh, that one last video. I don't have... Or- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so gory. we didn't we we didn't put the one video up there. I wanted to put it up there, but we're we're out of time. But man, that's there's a video link in the description down below where where this one yeah. fellow uh, has a disaster scene in front, and there's gore and there's guts and there's like a blood fountain coming out of a wood chipper. Yeah, uh, kind of. So all that to say, uh, we were going to go that there, but we definitely got off the rails today. But that's okay in a good way. Um, make sure that you're you're living intentionally. I'll have to I say. agree, Jason. Yeah, I think um, you know, be fully like the verse we read earlier. Be fully committed or persuaded, right? So if you're not sure, hey, you can't be judged by us because if you're not sure, then you're not sure. But if you are sure, then you know, don't let yourself be judged by by the world. The last thing I would say is, you know, sometimes Christians think that loving your neighbor is proven by their acceptance of you, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what. Halloween is kind of turned into, um, you know, if we look like the world and they'll accept us, that must mean we're loving our neighbor kind of thing. And that's actually a lie. Now, I know we talked last week, a gospel that doesn't offend you can't save you kind of thing. So, yeah, we need to love our neighbor. I we got to do it. We got to do it. Yeah. We, we got to do it the right way. You know, doesn't mean we'll be accepted. It just means we might be making a difference. Amen. Mr. Steve, final thoughts? Yeah, um, you know, I'd just kind of like to reiterate what I was saying earlier about, you know, church is turning it into a celebration of the one true God. Um, you know, talk to your deacons about it and, you know, make sure they're making a celebration or a festival towards the one true God and not making it a Halloween celebration whether it's a trunk or treat or a fall festival but you know have you a uh you know like charlie is talking about you know having a a martyr that you talk about or you know you're going to read about whether it's in a, a bible study for three weeks prior to it and bring it up talk about it and get it out there in your church and turn it into a, a celebration for the one true God and make it that is what the point is. It's not a, a traditional style Halloween, man. Mr. Charlie. I, I'm going to disagree with Nikki. I, I don't think it's <laughs> acceptable to. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> laughing because we knew this is coming. I'm so glad I get to go last. Um, it's, it's, you're going home with me. Yeah, yeah. You two are driving the same car, and and you're still paying for lunch, Charlie. And we have fun discussions <laughs> like this all the time, but uh, th- there is a point to God does judge the motives. He does. I I say we're not going far enough with our trunk or treats or stuff like that. 
That's the issue. We are not different. We are looking like the world and it is not working. <coughs> um, but, you know, am I going to get upset if if my wife takes our grandkids to the trunk or treat? No, but I will tell you this. My grandkids will understand what's behind it. Correct. That's that's going to happen, you know. And she'll she'll go, now you guys need to go talk to Grandpa, and he's going to tell you what this is all about. So, yeah, I, I this is the devil's playground. We'd be wise to stay off it or do as Jason said, and I totally agree. Take it back. We need to build, we need to be about yeah. building <laughs> our own. It's, it's, it's like the issue. Uh, these two are so giving each other looks. I'm going to wrap this, and I'm going to wrap it peacefully. We need to be about growing a good, godly version of of that culture, holiday. a That's culture, right. yeah, a culture. And our culture needs to be godly. It doesn't have to be that holiday. It can be that holiday. We need to make sure that what we're doing is godly. Like Miss Nikki said, we need to make sure that if we're doing it, it's got to be correct and you, different. You can't ride the fence. Dude. I'm not going to ride the fence because <laughs> you know what happens when you ride the fence? You get unwanted rashes in bad places. Yeah, um, so, that's if it's a, a barbed wire fence. If you oh. like this podcast, like, comment, share, subscribe, all those good things, we're going to bring this train home. Thank you for over 200,000 downloads. Thank you yep. for all the subscribers on Rumble. Sharing. Uh, sharing. 89. Sharing. Sharing. Make yeah. sure you share for the algorithm. YouTube. Uh, Silence is violence. violence. No, that's oh, wait, no, no, wait, what? No. Oh, <laughs> no. Holy cow. No, that's us. Yeah. yeah, wow is right. Wow. Okay. So with that said, make sure that you share it. Uh, thank you so much. We got nothing else for you. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. One last thing. One last oh. thing. Hang on, uh, favorite me. candy going around the room. Miss Nikki. Snickers. Snickers. Oh, man. Y'all, y'all gonna trip on this one. I like the old candy, candy <laughs> corn, <sighs> or what do they call it? Chicken feed. Yeah. Oh my goodness, candy corn's good. It's a tie. It's a tie. Kit Kats up there, and our favorite peanut bar, Reese's Pieces. Nope. Uh, it's the yellow Hershey. wrapper. Yellow wrapper. Oh, uh, Butterfinger. Nope. Oh. Oh. No, strictly peanut and in chocolate. I can't remember the name of it. Oh you don't my find gosh. Okay, I don't know. Mayday? No, no. Uh, so, could be Mr. What's Mark? yours? What's Patrick. yours, right guy? He likes Hershey. Yeah, of course you like Hershey's chocolate. No, no, it is a good one. Uh, saltwater taffy. Uh, saltwater taffy. So, with Ooh. that said, tell us your favorite in the comment section below. Love you so much. Bye bye. <laughs>